Daniel Perry's running late. He'll be here shortly, I'm sure. I'll be shaking off the effects of this, you know, party from last night, celebrating his big victory. So I'm joined right now by Jill Stacklin. She's going to be, she's here today to kind of touch base on, on Methuen Santa Parade, which, you know, took a year hiatus, and now we're back, bigger, you know, bigger than ever. So, Jill, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Welcome. So do you want to give us a little info about the parade, when it's going to be, and some of the groups that are going to be involved? Yes, the parade is going to be November 20th. Um, same route as two years ago. It starts at 1 p.m. Uh, we all gather at the Pelham Street Park and Ride, and we kick off from Pelham Street, and then we take a left onto Lowell Street, uh, right on through Hampshire Street, right through Methuen Square, cross Broadway, down uh, Pleasant Street, take a right onto Pleasant View, and we finish up at the stadium. So are you really excited about getting this back? We know all of us last year were kind of hurting. You know, none of these events that we normally have in the community were able to go on. So tell us a little bit about how the group has been able to plan, even with COVID, and then, you know, mention some of the groups that are going to be, you know, marching this year. I've received numerous phone calls about uh, groups that want to be in the parade this year. It seems that everybody is ready to get out. Everybody is ready to start doing things. Um, We have... 16 uh, floats in the parade this year with numerous new uh, floats and and groups. We have a a new dance group that's in there. We have multiple marching units, uh, 12 bands, and it's going to be a fantastically huge parade. We usually start lining them up on Barker Street, on Pelham Street, and then we end up, try to end up at the, uh, the park and ride. But I think this year we're going to be looped around the parking lot a few times. Right, and I know something different this year is there's no Veterans Day parade this year. So the veterans, there's a whole bunch of events going on. I don't know if the mayor has that available, but I know it's been shared on social media. But the veterans are going to march as one group this year in in the Santa Parade, which I think is great. I know usually turnout is rough for for the Veterans Day parade, not as many people there. But it would be great for the veterans to get that recognition they deserve during the Santa Parade, because as we know, those streets are going to be lined pretty thick. Yep. So it would be great for the, for the veterans to get I that recognition. I magically appeared while you were talking. There we go. <laughs> yeah, much to Mark Boisvert's chagrin, I'm here. So, uh, Mark, thanks for you, all your negative posts. We appreciate that regular part of the show. Um, Teresa said, do you have a map for the route of the parade? That's a great question. We don't have it with us today, but we will We can, publish. We can put it on, on Facebook. Yeah. On so we will Facebook publish page. that, Teresa, so that everybody knows what the route is. Did you say 15 bands? Uh, 12 bands right 12 now. 12 bands. But we right. have almost 16 uh, floats and vehicles, and that's not including the marching groups that we that's have great. also and the dance groups. That's great. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. I know okay. usually I go out and I'll go to like CVS or Target and get like the clearance Halloween candy to stock up. Well, there's none of that this year. So I know. Uh, it, but, you know, uh, uh, so I saw a post from you that was so, so I had full size uh, bars and I gave away. Not, I had no trick or treaters um, and I'm on a main street, so I kind of understand it. But you. You didn't get a lot of them, right? No, I live right off of Lowell Street, and for some, I, I was watching foot traffic go up and down Lowell Street, but just wouldn't make the wouldn't make the turn. And to me, the kids got to learn how to hustle, right? You, yeah. You're down Lowell Street, yeah. you see two houses right on the corner with the lights on. Yeah. You hit those two, you go back. Right. Kids need to learn that drive. They got to push. You know, it's it's you, you got two hours, get as many houses as you can. Yeah. You know, kids yeah. these days, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so, I heard you were happy with the leftovers. Uh, I'm, uh, no, I'm not happy with the leftovers. There is, uh, I, I do not need 36 full-size candy bars in my house. <laughs> yeah, always good for that. So um, 
So uh, you brought up the Veterans Day. I want to do a reminder. We talked about Veterans Day last uh, week on the program, but I want to remind folks that um, uh, our veterans, there is no parade for Veterans Day. The veterans are going to march in the Santa Parade, which is November 20th. Yes, and they'll right? be spotlighted right at the beginning of the parade. Right at the beginning and of the parade. And hopefully that will be a, a reoccurring event. That we'll do the Grand Marshals and, and spotlight veterans right at the beginning. Yeah, but it's not like we're not doing anything in the city for the veterans. Just a reminder. So we do have an... I'm going to do it backwards again. I know I'm going to do it. We have a 10 o'clock event Walnut. at the Walnut Grove. Thank you, Jill. And then there's a noontime event at the Elmwood. Elmwood. Yes. In between, uh, there's sandwiches at the American Legion. Yes. That are being provided by the mayor. Yes, they are. Uh, uh, Ellie's Farmhouse is making them, and the mayor is paying for them for all our veterans down at the American Legion of VFW. And then uh, we have the noontime event. And then uh, Rick Angelo, who was on last week, the host of Ellie's Farmhouse, uh, he's graciously hosting any Methuen veteran. Uh, we'll eat free between our two and four. I want to cl- if, if your family goes with you, they have to pay. But if you're a veteran, you eat free. And then there's also right. there's a country kitchen. The country kitchen in the morning. Mark Marsan always does that. Yeah. He's a great asset to our community, too. Uh, he does the breakfast, I think it's like early, early. Six, six to 11, 11, I believe. Yeah, six, six to 11? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that's so, always a full house. Say it again? That's always a full house. He, yeah. he brings in. So uh, plenty of opportunities to feed our veterans on uh, Veterans Day and show a little bit of our appreciation. And then we'll do the parade. Uh, I'm looking forward to the parade. We missed a year here. Yes. Uh, I keep saying, uh, you know, what we miss most is being together. So this looks like I, I'm, I'm psyched when I hit. Tw- so when I hit 12 bands, is that more or less than normal? We have an extra band this year. Okay. And that doesn't include all our dance groups. Like the we have the Center for Performing Arts and Vot- Voters is new to us this year. Yeah. Um, Interstate Gymnastics. Dance Images and Studio of Dance Arts. They always play the music, and they have, you know, the dancers and the marchers to the, to the parade. Yeah. So there'll be music from start to the end. Yeah. So uh, Matt Bonanno said he'll take all those full-size candy bars off your hands. We so. may need to talk, Matt, because yeah. I got a problem. Yeah. I, gotta, I came um, in today, grabbed the Twix right out of the, right out of the bins, you know. Right Twix or left Twix? You can't go wrong when you decide. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one other thing that I want to mention before I get into the COVID numbers before we come back on the parade is uh, November 21st. So November 20th is the parade. November 21st is a warming night. Uh, my good friend Linda Harvey and her nonprofit, uh, Debbie's Treasure Chest, they do this annually where they provide clothes to people who need it for the winter. Um, and yours truly, I'm going to work that event, and I'm hoping some of you are going to work it too. And we're asking you to uh, volunteer or do- donate, I should say, um, any gently worn cl- uh, coats that could be used for outerwear for people that need it. Uh, and that's in advance of the 21st is the night we give them away. It's called Warming Night. It's really a great event. And so kudos to Linda Harvey, who won an award from the Lawrence Bar Association last week. When I was speaking to the Lawrence Bar Association um, for her service as part of Debbie's Treasure Chest, she does wonderful things for our community. So let's help her out here. We're going to have both a uh, collection for the coats at City Hall and other various city buildings, as well as uh, toys for the Christmas uh, 
campaign as well, right? So uh, let's help her out, right? All right, let's do the COVID shots, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit. Think about your questions about the camp, uh, parade. I love 12 bands. 12 bands, right? 12 bands. I didn't ask you to name them, did I? I have them. I actually gave you a list. Here you go. Well, save it. We'll come back to that. When we come back, you can read it out loud. You can read it. You don't have to give it to me. Uh, Let's do the COVID charts quickly. Uh, The news is good. We're on the upswing. Down to 74 new cases. So you can see Ryan with the the green arrow. Um, Shouldn't the green arrow be going down? Improving. So oh, it's up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's, so the good and the bad, we look on the, the good and the not so good, I should say. The good is trends continue. Uh, Santa Parade, we're talking about that today. It's the 20th of November. The tree lighting will be at the loop, and we're going to give you, the average Methuen person, a chance to help us find the perfect Christmas tree for Methuen, even if it's in Council for Arthur's backyard. Oh, that's, that one's not going to work. You can take it. <laughs> yeah, the tree lighting will be at the loop from 4 to 8. It's going to be, we went over it today. It's going to be fantastic. There's going to be uh, pony rides. There's going to be sleigh rides, and they're not the same thing. Pony rides, sleigh rides, train ride. Uh, Santa's going to be there on the fire truck. We've got to cover it here. This is something you're going to want to get to. Uh, our vaccination rate still remains lower than the state level. And out of the new positive 13, we'll break through cases. Five Moderna, seven Pfizer, one Janssen. Well, I know um, an email came out today from Methuen Public Schools about a vaccination clinic. I've got it in here. You're the man. All right. So uh, the gender breakdown, 4,926 females, Jill, 4,565 males. That's bad news for you, even though you didn't get it. Because we're the ones out working. Council Verter and I did. Yeah. Then, um, if you go to the next chart by age, let's go ahead. One more. Uh, you can still see that still the preponderance, the council director's point, the younger folks are the ones still getting it more dramatically. Well, now it would be interesting to see how the, if that data changes a little bit with a, with now a bigger chunk of that group eligible for the vaccine. You know, you you um, you. Posted something, was it about a week ago? A little bit more than a week ago? Was that the, the CBS, yeah. well, CBS Boston chart where yeah. they said um, Methuen's population was over 90% vaccinated from different age groups? Correct. And yeah, and I sent that to the state, never got an answer. Yeah, they said 95% of our 15 to 19 year old Correct. were vaccinated, and I was shocked by looking at that. Because it's I, I did the show with impossible. you. Yeah, yeah, because that yeah. that would mean there's a large group of Methuen residents that in, huge that are like maybe 30 that aren't that percentage would be like 20%. Yeah, the math just didn't add up. I was happy because I was hoping we'd be able to have be one of those schools like Hopkinton <laughs> that'd yeah. be able to go mask choice, but we're not there unfortunately. Yeah. So 74 new cases, 19 under 19. You can see that uh, 18 in the 20 to 29. There's still plenty of people that are, uh, and people ask me every day, are you going to mask, are you going to vaccine mandate? No, not unless it's absolutely required by law. All right, so that's the way we are here. This is still America for now. <laughs> uh, and the next chart is the three-city comparison. You can see Methuen has done much better over the last two weeks than both Lawrence and Haverhill, and that's pleasing. You can see, again, five weeks now in a row, Haverhill has surpassed Lawrence. So something going on there. And then if you go to the bar chart, yeah, you can see Haverhill once again, top of the food chain, and Methuen... Uh, at three six one, and that's what we want to be. We want to be behind the other two, and that's not just because of the population. And then 
All right, so the next chart is the chart that was blank last week. So last week when we prepared the show, we saw a white elephant in a snowstorm on this chart. Uh, this week, Ryan got the picture on the chart. This is him showing me, yes, Mayor, I do know where Essex County is. And there it is right there in all its glory. And the last chart is um, the vaccination rate. So if you look at the vaccination, this is the most important chart in the whole deck. 75.6% of Massachusetts has received the first dose. 67.8% are fully vaccinated. Methuen is at 64.6%. So against that 75.6 first dose number in the state, Methuen's at 64.6. Against the 67.8 total vaccination, Methuen's at 58.8, it looks like. And so... uh, you can go to this same site, this COVID-19 Vaccine Equity Initiative Data Dashboard. You can pull up these same numbers and pull down Methuen and look for it yourself every day, if you so choose, right? And it's out there on the Mass website. All right. A couple of important topics I wanted to kind of go through. Um, I did a speech to the Lawrence Bar Association and talked about that and talked about uh, uh, The good job that City Council, thank you, Councillor, and the administration have done in rebounding the city financially the last two years. And I want to make sure people understand what I'm saying. There's a lot of room for improvement here. But one of the lawyers said to me, well, of course you're in a great position because you got all that federal money. This is separate and distinct from all that federal money. So the $46.4 million ARPA money is not in this general fund. And the $4 million last year we got for coronavirus, we still have some left, is not in the general fund. So this next chart I'm going to show you uh, has an excerpt from the, uh, our fiscal overseer, Sean Cronin, to city council. And it talks about our financial position. So if you could put that chart up for a minute, I want to explain it. So this is hard to read. I'm going to read it for you. On October 1st, free cash was certified by the Division of Local Services, that's at the state level, in the amount of $12,889,421, which reflects a 168% increase over last year's certification of $4.8 million. If not the highest level of free cash ever for the city, it is the highest in at least two decades, as shown below. Then at below, he goes, the significant increase is due largely to FY21 non-property tax revenue coming in approximately $3 million higher than budgeted, approximately $3.8 million of appropriation turnbacks, meaning budget turnbacks from the administration, and a decrease of approximately $1.9 million in property tax receivables. This is a positive development, puts the city's reserve levels. It goes on to say, and it should be talked about. We had our, uh, I put this up because it's important for you to understand that this has been done without that federal money that we're talking about. It's separate and distinct. Right. You know, there was some benefits for us getting that first round of CARES money. So when, Absolutely. when we lost that, when our first responders would have to go out due to being close contact or contacting COVID, that didn't come out of our general fund for overtime at that point. We were able it. to use cares money at that point to help cover some of those costs the same thing with additional ppe the masks the hand sanitizer so yeah there was some benefit to it but a lot of it like you said you know so but that's a drop in the bucket as compared to what we were able to put away absolutely just by you know sound fiscal practices throughout absolutely. the whole city top to bottom yep yeah absolutely and and um 
you know, we uh, we've also made we use most of that money to make improvements to City Hall and to our other buildings. PPE to the council's point, we paid overtime for our public safety DPW fire people that were impacted by the uh, COVID, and that's really what the money was for. Um, so, um, and hopefully, if you get down to City Hall, you'll see some of the improvements, including the customer service station that's in the tunnel. Um, so, why, why do I keep talking about that? Because it's important to understand that we've built a good financial base. We've got a sound conservative fiscal forecast. Uh, I guess my alert to you is it could go as quickly as it came. Right? We need to manage our money appropriately. Well, let's, let's go, go back. If we were in the situation in 2018 that we are now, yes. you know, when, when there was that large issue with the school department where they went over by $4 million, yeah. the reason we're in fiscal, why, the reason why Sean Cronin's involved is right now is we didn't have the money in the bank to pay that $4 million. Absolutely so we had, to, we had to borrow the money, and with that came the fiscal oversight. Right. So the importance of having this type of money in reserves is when situations like that occur, now we don't have to go crying to mom and dad and asking us for, you, you know, asking for a handout, we can take care of business ourselves. You, you know, it. it might not be a situation, hopefully that's a, a situation like that, yeah. or a situation, you know, like the 2017 council and all that stuff doesn't happen again, but there could be something else that comes up, What you know. It's oh, there for a rainy day is your point, and that's the exact point. And I guess, you know, the 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 other part of that is, council, that you, you want to take into account that, um, uh, you know, you, you you want to have sound fiscal practices around using it, right? And and I think you know, as a council and as an administration, we've done that. And I turn to the people and say, you know, there's a department head in this city who can't, they meet every month with me, and they go through every line item in their budget. It isn't a once a year. We don't wait. Oh boy, we're three million in the hole. Every month we're looking at it. And I'm looking at numbers and saying, okay, you're spending ahead of rate here. What's going on? How are we going to get that in, in command? And I want to tell you the department heads have done a great job, right? And you have to consider the fact that uh, this administration has replaced every department head, Jill, but one, right? But if one. I'm correct? Yes. So only Tim Sheehy is in the Soul same position. Uh, and I'm coming for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. Um, so that speaks to the great job that the uh, department heads are doing. And I really appreciate, you know, when all this stuff goes on about, you know, uh, city workers and how much they're, uh, put that in mind, too, that these, this group has helped put us in the fiscal position we're in today. Right? We, we need to be careful. To the council's point, we need to only use it if it's an absolute emergency. But we also need to manage our annual budget so that we don't end up like 2018 again, because frankly, there's no excuse for that. So, um, well, I, I was at, I came here last night for MCS, and something <coughs> that I brought up last night is kind of true to that. There are policies and procedures being put in place now by the council itself, the mayor, and the department heads that we need to make sure outlive any of us, Amen. because all it takes is one group. To kind of come in, set you backwards, and then all of a sudden, any progress that's been made goes right back out the window. So I think yep. just making sure that the you know future councils, future mayors, future department heads understand how we're gotten to this situation now and are able to learn from that and continue the ball rolling in the right way, so Methuen doesn't become you know dependent on everybody else and ends up you know having to ask for money and yep. not being able to do the things that they, we need to do for our citizens. Absolutely. All right, so let's keep going here. Let's do the couple more charts, and we'll come back to the parade because I love talking about the P-Raid. Um, 
And I like to say it that way, too. So the next charge should be the Christmas tree. So, Methuen, we're asking you to help us help us select your Christmas tree. Help us find the ideal Christmas tree, hopefully bigger than the one Ryan put on the sheet here. Right? So I'm talking about the tree that we're going to put up at the loop. If you find it, we'll go get it. All right? We'll pay somebody to go get it. We're looking for the ideal tree. And I say this, candle every year we find a tree and somebody says, oh, you know, sparse in the front or not enough lights here. So we're trying to make it as beautiful as possible. You pick a tree. You get us a tree. You get a picture of the tree in the location, and we'll get somebody to get that tree for us, right? So what we need you to do is when you find the perfect tree that would make it so – to be conservative here, it's got to be, what, 30 to 40 feet, right? More. More? More. I think last year's was only about 40. Oh, I remember. So we weren't bigger than last year. We weren't fuller. <laughs> <laughs> so don't go by me. Go for a huge tree and call, uh, or get a picture, and get it to Ryan Hamilton. At the city of Methuen. Uh, I, I hope he publishes some of these pictures. I'm sure he's going to get some phenomenal pictures. Oh, that would be great. So uh, get your pictures to Ryan because we're going to show you the Halloween, costu- uh, the Halloween contest winners here tonight. Remember, the tree has to look good from all sides, too. All sides, Jill Yeah, says. it's not like the ones you get for your living room that you can tug. All right, we'll put that side against the wall in the corner, no corner. No one will see that. Could we not just buy one of those uh, uh, 50-foot uh, aluminum ones, aluminum? the silver ones, and put one of those lights on it? Sure. That'd be cool. Remember those? The spinning wheel? You no. change the color? No. It's before me. Before your time? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, a couple of things uh, Councilor brought up, and I think somebody else said it on the thread. They did. Uh, Dr. Kwong sent an email home today. I'm going to get into that. There's a COVID 19 vaccine clinic uh, with Greater Lawrence Family Health and the City of Methuen Health Department. All right. So this clinic will take place at Methuen High School Fieldhouse, One Ranger Road. Uh, first dose is November 11th from 9 to 1, or November 12th from 3 to 7. You can see that on there. And the second dose is December 10th from 3 to 7. All patients receiving any dose of their initial vaccine will receive a $25 mask market basket gift card from the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. So here, if you've been hanging back to get your initial vaccine, Here's your impetus. Get a $25 gift card to Market Basket by just getting your vaccine. You can get it November 11th, first dose, 9 to, 11, 9 to 1, excuse me, or November 12th, 3 to 7, both at the Fieldhouse, One Ranger Road. And then the second dose, you'll get a card December 10th from 3 to 7. And you register online at www.glfhcovid19iz, I think it says. And so... Um, do we know Try and get that done. We want to get our 58% up higher. Do we know what... Is it Moderna? Is it Pfizer? Do we know? I do not know that off the top of my head. I would head. say with the short uh, time flip, it, it's probably if it's three, a if it's, if it's, uh, looks like four weeks. Well, their four ad's weeks? a little bit different than the one that Ryan gave me in the package. It says, uh, to provide vaccine and boosters for all eligible residents, including 5 to 11-year-old. So if you've you got kids 5 to 11, you can get Pfizer. the Pfizer vaccines at this time. So that's probably why. Because right? Pfizer has the four-week great period in between. So with right. those dates, that one would make me think that Pfizer's the shot that's going to be And I think it was Pfizer when we did the school ones before. All right. And then Dr. Kwong said home this note. Hopefully you've got this. Uh, to Methuen students and families, yep. 
the vaccine opportunity for all eligible five-year-old plus for Pfizer students, families, and faculty. Uh, so it's the same. It's a letter talking about the same thing that was on the previous ad. And it gives you a link to sign up for the vaccination and the boosters. So now we've got the green light to give the Pfizer to the 5 to 11-year-olds. If you've been waiting on that, please get it done. Uh, let's get everybody vaccinated. Uh, like I said, everybody I love, everybody I know and love has been vaccinated. So um, see the letter from Dr. Kwong if you're a Methuen student. If you're not, uh, see that flyer, sign up on that link, and let's get vaccinated. So I have a question for you. On your earlier charts, you mentioned the, the percentage of vaccinated. So is, is that percentage of eligible individuals that are vaccinated, or is that a so, – so in other words, if a bunch of 5- and 11-year-olds get vaccinated this week – that number is not going from 58 to 70 because they're not included in that number? No, they're included. Well, because now it'll be eligible. Well, right. I'm just saying, so the 58% number that we have now, that's just total population? Or total is that... population. So, okay. So that, that was my yeah. question. So. Yeah, so it'll go up. So, good question. Maybe I misheard you. All right. And then, all right. So before we do, the, we'll, we'll, we'll save the Halloween decorating contest winners for the end of the program. Uh, let's get back and talk about my favorite topic, the Santa Parade. All right, Jill, the yes. mayor is ready to be thrilled. So, um, uh, uh, Nancy Reed, no excuses to complain about a treatment, though, and help find a great one. <laughs> also, so Ryan doesn't get blamed for picking a Charlie Brown tree. I like that. All right, so you started to talk about bands. Tell me bands. about the bands. We have, um, they're, they're the same bands as last year and the last few years because yeah. they've done us a great service. Yeah. We have the Northeast Italian Band, which is Sal Erner, and they've done our Veterans Day Parade, too, but they will be again joining us with the parade. Sal Erner is a good guy. The yep. Italian American Band, Methuen High Band, who always um, brings in Santa Claus every year. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, and I'm sure once I say it, you're going to say it's your favorite, which is Claire McPherson. I love it. They are fantastic. The New Magnolia Jazz Band, New Liberty Jazz Band, the Sons of Italy Drum and Bugle, the Boston Windjammers, the Worcester Brass Band, and the Dixieland Band. Wow. Yes. Oh, that's great. And then we also, some of the schools puts their, uh, put, I, I haven't got any details on them yet, but some of the schools put their bands on their floats, okay. and, they, and they play also, so you get to showcase them on the floats. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. And Jeff Rubino just said, Jill on the big screen. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh. They're watching you. Um, so is it, uh, there, is it too late for any additional bands to get in? Or? We don't want to overload with bands because then you need to overload. <laughs> well, because then you have bands walking together, and then we're hearing music, so you have the fillers. But this year we do have fillers? a numerous... Are you calling human beings fillers? Fillers. Well, yeah. their, their cars and their trucks are fillers. Yeah. Um, so, because you can't have all noise. You have to have some... Or, or, or music. You, you have to have some... Now, the dance school, but the dance schools do numbers, too. I remember... Yeah, the, so uh, you have to take into account you can't put a band right behind a dance school. Right. You have to put a float in between them. So you're not listening to all the music and then trying to listen to... Sal Lerner and his band. Mm. Yeah. 
Because what you know, what's the over under on how many times all my you know all I, all want, I want for want Christmas, Christmas is you by Mariah Carey played by the dance group? Probably I love both. that song though. <sighs> kind of gets beat to death. <laughs> Just saying. Well, there, there's that song that came out like last year, the year before. There's another one that get kind of trendy, and I'm forgetting it because I'm old. But uh, it's only November. I'm not worried about it. Talk to me after Thanksgiving. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, on a serious note, I know it's before Thanksgiving. I'll, all right, well, talk to me on the nineteenth. Uh, I said this Christmas. for Louie and Santos because I, I I saw a picture. She's already got a Christmas tree up. Yeah, she does. Uh, today is November third. Do you know what the significance of November third is? Christmas music starts on Sirius XM today. Today's uh, today. You can now you can hear it all year long on your uh, on your laptop or something. But in your car, you can start listening on November 3rd. They put pipe it back in. It's November 3rd through January 1st. So. What always amuses me is that it starts earlier and earlier. But no matter what, December 26th, it's gone. <laughs> right? Every, every Christmas station, all of that stuff. You wake up the morning of December 26th, you can't find a Christmas station anywhere when it comes to music. They have yeah. no problem cutting it off. Laurie Devereaux just said, is the video feed pausing every minute for everyone or just me? Uh, we wouldn't know that in studio. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, Wasn't that a thing before? Okay, so, freeze and freeze. so <laughs> 12 bands, and the yes. man can't have more even though he wanted them because well, it's too much Listen, noise. we take anybody and everybody. I get calls up until the day before that says, can we be in the parade? And I say, sure. Well, does because it, that is... Well, we just had we one today. Want, yes. Does Lawrence have a Santa parade? I don't know if they're having one this year or not. Haverhill decided... They were not having one, and then we put out that we were having one, and the next day they decided they were going to have theirs. Well, they, got and pretty, is, so. they got a pretty cool tradition. And this is the 21st. The bell. I don't know if you know the, the tradition. The downtown bell? Huh? The bell that's downtown? Yeah. Yep. We used to pass by that every year. No, don't make me cry. Going to my grandparents' house, and that's we would always open our window and listen to the bell as we yeah. drove through, down through yeah, Washington. Yeah, that bell features prominently, typically, in their parade. Now, if their parade wasn't the same time as us, I don't know if Haverhill High School had a marching band that wanted to be in ours, if we wanted ours to be in theirs. I know they, I they're back-to-back. Back. I know they're back-to-back. Haverhill's the 21st. Okay. Yeah. So I know many people who are doing, like, the dancers that are doing... Paraded out. Both doing the parades on both days. Okay. And, and for the people who wonder why we do it on the date we do it, is our date was set... I've been doing this now for 22 years, and that's the date that we had from then. Yep. It's always the Saturday before Thanksgiving. We have thought about moving it, but the minute you move it, you lose other bands because they're all committed to everybody has their own time slots. And then also, you know, in 22 years, I'm not going to say it, but we've uh, never had to cancel. Don't jinx yourself. I know. The veterans already warned me because they had to cancel theirs a couple of times, but we've never had to cancel. Oh, yeah. well, because of rain. Okay, there you go. Because of rain. <laughs> so, so that well, it's, been, it's been about thirty degrees one time. So, so that begs the question, though: if it does rain, what do we do? Um, we We're say, see you next year. No. no, no, we don't. We don't do it in the in the rain. If it's a driving rain, no, we wouldn't have it in a driving okay. rain. Yeah. But we've we've had it in snow, very very cold weather before, and the only band that couldn't come. Is Clan McPherson's because apparently bagpipes don't work when it's that cold. Okay. So, well, you still get a very good turnout. Yeah. Yeah. We don't a have great... a rain date because the next day is the Haverhill Parade and right. it's nothing you can do about it. Right. All right. So, fingers crossed, November 20th for good weather. Yes. Um, 
What else? I, I do want to say, you yeah. know, we have the parade, and in the day of the parade, it's always chaotic and everything. So I want to make sure I give my shout-outs to people ahead of time now, sure. which is, um, we know who the Grand Marshals are. Do you want to? We do. No, you, you can to? announce it. Uh, I already told them. <laughs> well, that's anticlimactic, but okay. It's, it's John Vargas from Bada Bing and Don Schmiglio from um, Borelli's. Yep. And well I deserved. think they'll be... Fantastic. They and are. they were picked for all they do for our community. They, they really are tremendous. And, and it doesn't mean there aren't other people that do it. But th- these are two guys who are there every time we need them for this community. Yes. So. And, yes. and on that, I think you mentioned it last week on your show. When something's going on, those are the ones. You know, it's not the Targets. It's not the Walmarts. Amen. It's not the Home Depots, no. really. It's the it's the Bada Bings, it's the Borellis, it's the Ellies. Those are the ones that are always yeah. giving Absolutely. back, sponsoring those teams yep. in the youth leagues, yeah. events like this. So, don't worry about this sh- shortage that they're saying for Christmas. These are the businesses that you want to support when well, it comes and, to your holidays. Buy a gift card. So, There's a gift. So you don't have to wait stop for worrying about the offshore unloading. Right. You know, patronize your small businesses. Right. Keep the guys who keep us going going. Right. Um, and Rick. Angelo from Ellie's will be in the parade as well. They're going to hoist the banner. Absolutely. So. All right. I also want to give a shout-out to all our towing companies because they are the base of all the parade, the Martinos, the Cody's, the Sheehan's. They donate their trucks to put all these floats on. They donate them the night before. So they're out of business on a, on a lot of tow trucks the night before while all, everybody's in decorating the parade. So no and accidents they, on the 20th. We want no accidents. No, yeah, no on the 19th. Everybody stay home. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have our, our Ray Pilot, who always is the MC for the, for the parade. And he does guy. a fantastic job. Yeah. And Mark Kazanjan has been there since the day I started. He always leads Jiddu. the parade. Jiddu. Jiddu. <laughs> he, he kicks off. He takes Division One, and he lines up all Division One. Laurel, his daughter, is always always a big help. She always takes a division. Nar, I'm going to, hopefully I don't beat up her name, Felician, who is Mark's partner, she takes a, a whole group in the parade. So they, it is extremely chaotic the morning of the parade, and without their help, it doesn't happen. Because yeah. they, really, they really help to get organized. Billy Manzi helps out. Yep. He's, he's fantastic. I want to thank the Merrimack Valley Golf Club because they give me my golf cart that I ride around in, and, and they're very, very good to us throughout the year on all the on everything like that. So. Yeah. Um, I know you have to go, Jill, but you're not going to toot your own horn, but when it comes to this event and pretty much any event that's going on, Methuen, you're kind of that, you're always there. So I don't think you get the credit you deserve when it comes thank to you. how much time you give back to this community to make sure all these events happen. So, you know, you should Thank be able, you. You, you deserve that credit. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But it's, it's a team effort. You have the police. The mayor said, we're going to have a meeting about the parade. And I said, the police do their thing. DPW does their thing. Fire does theirs. Everybody, they know what they have to do. It's like a well, well-dressed, uh, you know, presentation. Yeah. They right? just, it, it happens, and, and they're fantastic. Yeah. And the school department even, Bruce Stella with the... Uh, Reviewing stand. Do you have any any where you want your review stand this year? Any thoughts on where that wants to be? Where you want that to be? Ooh. Isn't it usually up by the stadium? It's usually at the stadium. We used to put it out in front of Dodie's house. We used to have our own little party there, but Dodie has sold her house, oh. so we can think about it there. Or 
Right, because usually once they make the turn down Pleasant View, a lot of people start branching off and, right. and right. taking off. So maybe it's, you know. Maybe, maybe it's, it's before that. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a thought. Maybe you look at right near City Hall. Right as you're coming out, well, we, we have a big contingency of people who, who are at the Tenney that sit along the wall and a lot because that's a good parking spot area and they pick up their kids there too. So yeah. we'll have to think about that. Where, yeah. where the review stand will be this year. Yeah. And we'll put that out too because a lot of people like to sit where the reviewing stand is because a lot of the bands will stop and do a musical number. The, the dance groups will stop and do a musical number. And a lot of people like to sit there and watch that. Joyce said front of the gatehouse. Because she she's working that day at the yeah. gatehouse. Yeah. So As long as the stage has uh, railings so that the mayor doesn't yes. fall off at yes. Again. the 4th of July. Well, I, yeah. think, I think the chief <laughs> suggested... That we, we do a bungee cord or something, maybe? <laughs> we'll tell you. Make <laughs> tell sure. them to the stage. <laughs> and, and there are a few rules to all our, our uh, groups that are marching. That you cannot throw candy from, the, from a moving vehicle. That's... Buzzkill. It is. So, yeah, because you, somebody will get hurt. We don't want anybody running out to, yeah. to, to moving vehicles. And there's one Santa, and Santa comes at the end of the parade. Yeah, on a fire truck. On the fire truck, now, yes. Um, let me just ask this. Um, will there be candy given out, though? Absolutely. Okay. We have Joel's leftover candy if this makes it to November. <laughs> if, I, if I have to, all I got is the full-size bars. I won't even get past, I won't even get I'll past. I'll tell you, we've got to do uh, a little. Candy canes. I go to Walmart. Canes. Walmart yeah. has been very generous in the past. You've got me. candy connections, right? Yeah. You've got some experience oh, in buying yeah. a bunch of candy. You oh, should yeah. be able to pull this up, right? We can empty the, the desk. <laughs> Nobody would mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the candy man. Yeah. It's going to come in Monday, and all the candy on the desk is going to be gone. Well, all kidding aside, uh, we're, the city's looking forward to it. Uh, after yes. a year without it, we're thirsting for this. So. I can tell you how many people have called that want to be involved. That's great. They're, they just, they're ready for it. That's Absolutely great. ready. So and hopefully it'll be a fantastic Fingers turnout. crossed for a good weather day. Uh, let's get as many people out there to see the parade as possible. Uh, enjoy it. We're going to have a bright, sunny day. Yes. Uh, with 12 bands, no more, Maya. So mind your own business. Um, uh, and it sounds like it's going to be great fun. So I can't wait. I literally can't wait. So thank you. You're Appreciate you doing this. Thank you, Joe. All right. Um, we got a couple more things here. Uh, the, the so George Radcliffe Mullen said, Congrats to all that got elected yesterday. Yes, I echo that. Can I? Congrats to you. Go ahead. You as well. Methuen's got to do better. Amen. Um, 4,051 people came out yesterday. That's 100%. around 10%. Yeah. For the amount of people that go on social media and complain about every little thing that we do, and then that amount of people show up, is, is not a good look. Yeah. You know, if people pay as much attention to, you know, if, you, you know, if people are constantly paying attention to what's going on in Washington, but when it comes to what's going on in your own backyard and you choose not to go out and vote, then you're going to be surprised when things happen. You really can't blame anybody yourself. We have a meeting now on Thursday. We have to look at how we're going to do our trash. Our tax rate's getting set soon. Yep. And all those people that were on the ballot yesterday are going to have a hand in all that. Yes, when are. you complain about what's going on at the schools, well, we voted on our school committee yesterday, and there was only six people running for six spots. So at some point, you know, the citizens of the city needs to step up and have a voice and, and make, take control of their own local government. You can't, you, know, you can't complain if you don't participate. So well stated. Well stated. Fake accounts don't vote. 
No, exactly. Well, yeah. You know, I'm sure, I don't know if John Greenwood got out and voted or, any of the, or the Coombs family or any of those guys, but um, yeah. I know 4,051 people that actually do live in Methuen went out and voted yesterday, yeah. which is more than half, less than half of what voted two years ago in 2019. We were close yeah. to 10,000 then. You know, and, and it's not just a Methuen problem, it's everywhere. You know, there's highly contested mayor races in towns next to us, and their turnout wasn't much better. No. So at some point, you know, the men and women in this community need to decide, watch what's going on daily, and make educated decisions on who's going to be representing you for the next two years. Yeah, and not vote on social media, vote. Right, vote, vote on, vote on that, that first Tuesday in November on a ballot. Yep. Don't go on Facebook and vote afterwards. Yep. Yeah, I when I voted the tenny yesterday, I didn't I didn't vote till yeah you know, we were driving around checking on polls. Uh, I voted probably ten o'clock. When I saw you know the counter, you know you could see the counter, what number you are in your precinct. I was like, oh my god! There was a precinct yesterday that had eighty-two ballots cast total for the day. That's bad. eighty-two, and the we went precinct? in the whole precinct. There was eighty-two ballots cast, and we all went through the whole process a couple weeks ago with. With Jack Wilson, so every precinct has around four thousand. Yep, eighty-two people out of four thousand came out of that precinct yeah. and had their and cast votes. Yeah, you know, so you, you're gonna you're gonna live with the well stated. You live with the results. You know, you cannabis was on the ballot that failed. Yep. So all right, well, only four. You know, ten percent of the population came out and had a voice on that, but that's going to affect everybody because now if we're not going to allow that industry in here, that's revenue. So where, do, where does that revenue get made up? Down the drain. Where does that revenue come from? You know what I mean? So it, if you don't produce revenue from, from business and industry, it comes from the residential taxpayer. So yep. if we're saying no to one industry, we need to, we need to make sure some, another industry is ready to step up. If somebody has a lead, bring them in. Well, hey, Steve. everyone wants a Wegmans and Trader Joe's. They're not coming. If right. they wanted to, they'd be here. So we, we need to be more welcoming as a community to get those businesses in here. And right now, they're not coming. Yep. You know, and Agreed. I have some... Thoughts on why that's not, you know, maybe watch a council meeting and you wonder why maybe some businesses aren't coming here. Yep. I couldn't agree. Well stated. I want to I dovetail off something you said here at the end. Uh, so we do have a special hearing uh, tomorrow night on trash. And, uh, you know, I, I want to echo what the council said. So, um, listen, and I know I speak for you when I say we hear you when you say you're not happy with the way the trash is being picked up. And I get that. And I have talked to the trash company directly, and the, the owner of the trash company would tell you that several times, and express my dissatisfaction. But we as a community need to decide what we want to do. Because many of you are saying, I'd like to do recycling every week. Okay, if that's what we want to do, it costs more. We can do that if that's what we choose to do as a community. Uh, there are other options. We are the only community around that takes bulk items. Um, sooner or later, we're going to have to assess either we want to keep doing that and understand the cost associated with that, or we don't. Um, if we want to competitively try to control our costs and not put them on the burden of the residential homeowner, to the council's point, we have to make these decisions together and understand that they're not made independent of each other, right? That there's a, a yin and a yang here. And if we, if we wanted to have recycle pickup every week, we could do that. It's going to cost more money. Right. So right. I, I've um, spoke to Joe Cosgrove today and Pat Bauer getting yep. ready for our meeting tomorrow night. Yep. You know, threw some numbers at you. I love this answer to you. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's $45 a ton to get rid of recycling. It's, right now it's $84 a ton to get rid of trash. Right. So therefore, if you recycle more, if you were able to now 
take about 25% of your trash and turn it into recycling, that, that's going to save you about a quarter million dollars a year. Which can be done easily. Very much so. Right. And then on top of that, there is a market now for, you know, for, for uh, blended value, value recyclables. So if people, if people want to keep unlimited trash... Then the, something has to give on the other end. Correct. You know whether it's you know whether you need to re- you need to get rid of some of your trash and be able to make it recycling in order to make that cost effective. Because yeah. once again, you know if we want to keep this the way it is, it's not it's not sustain- sustainable long term because less and less companies are going to do what we're asking them to do currently. Absolutely. And when that market shrinks, when there's less and less companies, that means the the price is going to go higher because now they can say. Hey, yeah, we charge you eighty-four dollars a ton. There's no other companies willing to do it. Now we're going to ninety-seven dollars a ton right. next year. And then what do you do? Because now there's only one. Co- you only you're, there's one company, and you're bidding against yourselves. Yep. I, so. I will say we should talk about. We still get calls, and it was well over ten years ago when the state gave out the recycling bins for that to happen again. So there's so Joe Cosgrove. There is money available to start that program there again. Is. There's grant money, plus there's a recycling fund in the budget. Yes. Not in the budget, in the, general, in the general fund now, where there's money for us to start that. I think the first piece is education. We need Correct. to ex- explain to people what needs to be recycled, how to get those bins. But I know that's something that Joe's very passionate about and we're looking to do. I think before we buy the bins, I love it, you said that, Joe, before we buy the bins, we want to know what way we're going. Right. Right? Because whether it's bins or barrels... It's a big, right. different. If, right. you, if, you know, if you follow the lead of other towns, I know out of our neighbors, Plastow, New Hampshire, is the latest one who's went to the totes. Yep. So you don't want to spend $100,000 on handheld recycling bins and then for them to be obsolete in seven months if we decide to go the way of, of using the toters. Correct. So, but Did I think, we already vote on the toters? No, that's, that, I think that process starts tomorrow with the public Correct. hearings. Okay. And, then we'll get, and then I know... The mayor's office and Maggie and Pat will then decide to go what services will be put out to bid, what that bid will look like, and then get a multiple Come back bids. Come the contract to the council yeah. and say, here's what it looks like. Yeah. Multiple bids. You know, here's your bid for keeping it status quo. Here's your bid if we're going to do totes. Yeah. You know, so and then, and, then have, um, and then have that discussion and which way to go. I know there was a lot of pushback in 2017, I want to say. But I felt like the reason there was pushback is because it was sprung upon you. Yeah. There really wasn't a lot of discussion. There weren't these types of meetings. So kudos to Council Safi for really yeah. getting yeah. this ball rolling. But, you know, if we're starting the process in November before something were to happen in July of 22. So at this point, there's no reason why people can't have their voice heard, especially those who want to go on social media and complain about the way their trash is picked up. Tomorrow night at 6 o'clock is your chance to come get – Exactly. Right? Come have right. your voice heard there. Yep. Absolutely. So, all right. So Sorry, I'm fired up a little bit. No, no, you, you're doing great. <laughs> okay. uh, you're doing great. Ed McMahon, you're all right. Um, hey so, <laughs> uh, A lot of people don't realize how much Is there is- information or links available at the totes for those who aren't familiar with them, how they differ? So, uh, great question, and almost we will get that for you. Uh, we're going to have the meeting tomorrow night first, and then we will get those out. Uh, we will put those out. Uh, on the city website so people can look at the various kinds of totes. I love that you asked that because I think one of the misnomers that I remember, uh, because I was a mayor when this came up before, is people were talking about, oh, you know, for for elderly folks, the barrel's going to be too heavy. It's going to be too hard for me to... So there's different size totes, right? Mm -hmm. And I think we got to kind of keep that in mind. It's just not a one-size-fits-everybody approach no. right so a, a single family home who's just a you know who's just a, a, a couple by themselves aren't going to probably need that 75 gallon tote correct so you're going to have that option 
of which tote you're going to need. But for that to work, once again, the discussion needs to start now because the city, if the city decides this is the way we're going to go, that, needs to have, that discussion has to happen soon. That needs to be decided because then those totes are going to need to be ordered with the Methuen emblem Absolutely. on them Absolutely. to be ready for July 1. Yep. So. And boy, would that appeal to the mayor to have them all looking the same. All right, so let's do the uh, let's do the Halloween decoration. We got the good. We're going to end the program with the good news. We got the decorating contest winners. Uh, so if you haven't already heard from the uh, rec department, you should reach out to them. I think they've already reached out to you. So the third place winner of the decorating contest for Halloween is Heather Woods on Josephine Avenue. Look at that pretty chilly display right there. Uh, a little gory I, on the right. Kind of gory. I had a friend of ours who did for lacrosse, did her yard up in lacrosse, yes. and I saw she didn't win. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Then I saw the winners. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we, had, we don't deserve to be in there because <laughs> people go all out, and I love it. Like, there's, yes. there's some houses near me, and I, I love driving by that. I was expecting that. David Bartlett to, to, oh, to cost the trophy. He does a lot. Yeah. He, he has no leftover candy. He had over 400 kids. I'm wow. jealous. Yeah. Wow. So congrats. Uh, Heather Woods and family on Josephine Avenue. Great job decorating. We can't wait to see what you come up with Christmas. Second place, uh, Brian Pelletier on Air Street. Uh, a little dark there, but look at that. Laid up. It's got this whole scary cat. Yeah. That's got a whole cemetery. Huge. The dogs go crazy. That's great. Great job, Brian. Congratulations. Is, is that Methuen second... Blue? What is it? Is that Methuen Blue for I the hope house? so. Hope so. Getting ready for Friday. <laughs> Some of these people got a lot of energy. That's all I can say. And then the first place, in first place, is Amanda Smith on Sycamore Road. Look at that. Oh, that I like is, the tree. How does the I love Casper, the tree with the web. The Casper that comes out looks like it's, it's coming, right out, it's of coming out of the window, right? It does. That looks like it's breaking through the window. Right. I was excited. I put two corn stalks up this year and a pumpkin, and I was static with how my yard looked. Never mind the time that goes into this. I was excited because I bought a board. Uh, the sign company over here on, on the street here uh, had Happy Halloween signs. I bought one, put it on for my house. That was it? Called it a day? There we go. <laughs> so now with this, great, first off, great job to, those, yeah. to the winners and everyone yeah. that decorated the yards. I enjoy driving by. So is Steve going to continue this? Is this going to be a Christmas? Absolutely. Puzzle? Absolutely. He's going to do a Christmas theme too. Um, and uh, I, I, I think love the, the way he's getting get bigger and better. community involved yes. in, in everything. Well, and, and maybe we should put a little... Uh, uh, Shabilia said, I think Joel should get his own show. Wow. He likes that. I, I'm, I'm not arguing. I tried to... I hate it. As soon you as you were... I was late. telling him for five minutes. I was telling Karen, let's go. The mayor's not here. And he said, lock the doors. I, lock the doors. Don't <laughs> let him in. We're taking off. Yeah. I put the hat on because we're getting and ready to close. Bill Hannafin said, the toad should have wheels. No need to lift. I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to. If we're going to yeah. go that route, you know. But, you know, this is still in the infancy stage. We've got a long way to go before that's decided. Yeah. So I saw Teresa's question, when it will take effect. Right now, we're, we're still stuck in this contract for another seven months. So yeah. we'll see what happens. So, so we're doing this, I think you said, in advance of July of next year. So we would break it in next year. So that's when it would come in. Um, okay. Uh, well, we're looking forward to the parade. Hopefully you are, too. Lots of good information there. Um, Joel, thank. If it, it almost just compliment to you, knit hat. If, if I had known, I would have worn mine. Hey, it's, hey, big game Friday night. I'm getting ready. I'll be in the booth. We'll be broadcasting be live. On, I'll be working the concession. Yeah, Methuen yeah. Community Studios, MethuenTV.org. You can stream the game live. Methuen Everett, 
I'm an Everett. I was born in Everett, raised in Everett. Somebody's like, "What are you rooting for?" I'm like, "Listen, I'm from Everett, but I bleed, I, I bleed blue now." So, so is Jim Weymouth will be there? Wasn't he in Everett? I don't believe so. I thought he was Everett. But there's a lot of there's a lot of Everett ties. So yeah. Drew Reese and the quarterback and his, and his brother Shane, their dad PJ, played football in Everett. Nick Moriera's son Cam. You know, so there's a big, there's a lot of advertising there. Yeah. So it's going to be a, it's a fun Everett's atmosphere. It's been a powerhouse for a long time. Yeah, not when I was there. I, yeah. I was a little bit before that, okay. but my brother played for uh, Coach DiBiazzo, and that's been a a long long standing run of success down there. But it's going to be a good football game. Everett's undefeated, but the lower seed just because of strength of schedule. So we'll see what Methuen's can do. Right now, you know, are they able to shore up the defense and, and you know contain that speed of Everett? And continue that ground game with J.P. Munoz and that offensive line. They're getting healthy right now at the right time. So it's going to be fun. Right. And I'm going to bring my space heater because it's probably going to be cold. In the John, Malori, John Malori, move over. We have, we have Joel here now. I know. Well, good luck, MHS, Friday night. Big game. Uh, we're hoping for the best. Uh, we'll be back here next week and uh, another surprise special guest. So uh, talk to you next week. In the meantime, stay healthy. And congrats to everybody who got reelected yesterday. Take care.